Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we're completing what we started with in the last broadcast, and that is times and dispensations, teaching about theology from the New Testament. We live in the church age, unknown in the Old Testament. Only ones that knew about the church coming was God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Even the prophets of the Old Testament didn't know it was coming, but it's been given to us. And we even have specialized books for our time period called the Epistles of the New Testament. Sound interesting? It is. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Glad you joined us today. And today is part number two of what I started yesterday, teaching about dispensations and times. But this is all under the subject of theology. And I've been teaching for a number of uh, lessons on the subject of theology. And I began with actually a study of theology. Theology is the study of God. The next thing we talked about was the fall of man, how we got into this trouble. And honestly, you were not responsible for the fall, but you're participant in it because in Adam all die, you died with Adam. When Adam sinned, you sinned. So again, this is one of those things you say, I had nothing to do with it, and you honestly are telling the truth. Because honestly, this was forced on you. You didn't have any choice in it, but God, who is a perfect gentleman, redeemed you, but offers it as a free gift, and you just simply accept it. God will not force salvation on you. I think you're stupid for not taking it. I mean, would you rather go to heaven or hell? Would you rather spend eternity with God and all the angels of heaven and roam the universe and just enjoy it? Or would you rather go to hell and eventually the lake of fire forever and forever? That's just, that's just based on one simple decision. Will you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life? Do you realize how, how easy witnessing is? And God has made it so simple for us. So that's number two. The first one again was the study of God, which is theology. The next is the fall of man. And then thirdly is faith for salvation, which again is so misunderstood today by so many people. And they'll teach, well, you know, in the Old Testament, they were saved by keeping the law. No one's ever been saved by keeping the law. Well, by animal sacrifices. He Hebrews 10, by the blood of bulls and goats, no one can be saved. How were people saved then? Same way we are. It's always been by faith. So we took up faith for salvation. Unlimited atonement was the fourth one we took up. The fact that Jesus Christ died for everybody, for every sin except one, and leaves that one to us. And that one sin is rejection of Jesus. If you'll counteract that and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then all your sins are forgiven. And you can go to heaven because of of that. And then fifth, we took up advocacy that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are our advocates. And then of course, this last lesson we took up is on the subject of dispensations and times. And so if you'll look with me at Romans chapter 16, I'll just go back a little bit and begin covering this again. And we're going to take up the subject of dispensations and times and specifically the church age. The church age is so unique among all dispensations. And what I mean by that is the church age stands out that this is one that actually God kept a secret. Angels didn't know about it. Satan didn't know about it. Demons didn't know about it. Mankind didn't know about it. Old Testament prophets didn't know about it. Jesus introduced the term, the church, 
and then it became full blown on the day of Pentecost. And so that is part of the mystery. And that's why the church age, another name for the church age is the mystery. It doesn't mean we don't understand it. It means they didn't understand it in the Old Testament. And now that the church has come along, we have things revealed to us, things we operate in, the greatness of the church we are part of as compared to the Old Testament. And so the Bible even says angels desire to look into the things we do. Angels didn't know this was coming. They were shocked on the day of Pentecost as Satan and demons were shocked. What is this thing that has just happened? But of course, those who were in the upper room came down with an understanding. We're in a whole new time period. And this time period has lasted some 2,000 years, the longest lasting dispensation of any dispensation because it's the dispensation of the church, but even more than that, it's the dispensation of God showing his grace. Oh, he's always been a God of grace. But the point of it is, and grace doesn't cover the fact he can still be a God of anger and will be a God of anger one day whenever he starts pouring out wrath on this earth against a God-rejecting, Christ-rejecting world. But in the meantime, no, God displays his grace today like never before, and this is called the dispensation of grace. So we understand we live in that time period. So literally, anything before the church age is not part of the mystery. Anything after the church age is not part of the mystery because they, all that was well documented in the Old Testament. And so in the Old Testament, we have so many things, but the church is not brought out. The revelation of the church is not brought out. Then after the church is gone, all that was well documented in the Old Testament, and that will be the tribulation, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, the eternal state, all that. But this time period from the day of Pentecost until the rapture of the church, that is the dispensation of the mystery. So let's talk about the dispensation of the mystery and let's uh, turn to Romans chapter 16, if you found it yet. I wanna read a quick little testimony. Andrew writes in and says, Pastor Bob, great teaching. I love it so much. Well, thank you again, Andrew. Appreciate that. If you'd like to contact us, just, you know, you can do that through email and just tell us what a blessing the broadcast has been. Or we have a testimony line that you can call in and just give it verbally. We'd love to play it here and just, you know, won't mention your name, but we will talk about the fact that listen to what uh, this person has to say about the fact that it's been a blessing to you. So if you want to do that, please do. It's an open mic. And so you can call and just, uh, you know, go on there and find that and give it to us. So we'd appreciate that. In the meantime, again, thanks for joining us today. And especially for those who are part of the partnership that joined with me. Again, I appreciate you. Love you so much. All this is made possible. Number one, because God has called me and blessed me and poured out a great blessing. But number two, because people stand with me and the finances that you give. Let's talk about understanding the mystery. And in Romans chapter 16, again, it produces obedience to God. Romans 16 says in verse 25 and verse 26, to him who is able to stabilize you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world, Ion is the Greek word here, ages or dispensations, which was kept secret since the dispensations, time periods, ages began, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations, notices for the obedience of faith. Folks, if you want to know as a Christian today, what's the main part of the Bible you should be studying? New Testament. And then especially the New Testament epistles. 
And that would start with Romans. It could start with the book of Acts, actually, but go to Romans and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, because this is meat for our dispensation. And primarily the meat comes from the Apostle Paul, some from Peter, some from James. But again, the writings of the New Testament is stuff written to us that was not understood in the Old Testament, but now has been revealed and understood to us today. Notice again, it brings stability. If you want stability in the Christian life, then raise yourself on the New Testament epistles, buy books on it. I've got some great books on Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, those books, because this is meat for our dispensation. And what was kept secret since the ages began was the church age. It says, now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Let's talk about what the mystery includes and then what the mystery does not include. The mystery includes, again, remember that the mystery began on the day of Pentecost and ends at the rapture of the church. So everything in that parenthesis part right there, where the Jesus Christ arose, went to heaven, and the church age began. And all that from the day of Pentecost until the rapture of the church was unknown in the Old Testament. There might have been hints, droppings of little things that God put out there for people to you know catch hold of, not understand, just he began to lay, again, clues for it coming. And so the first one is the individual priesthood of every believer. It's something that did not exist in the Old Testament. Number two, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit who is with you shall be in you. Something that never happened before. The Holy Spirit living in them. He always lived in the temple. He lived in the tabernacle. But now those would be gone. And within a short period of time, the temple, that even when Jesus was raised from the dead and taken up, up into heaven would come to a quick end some 40 years later, but he had already moved out. The Holy Spirit had already moved out of the temple. The veil was torn from the top to the bottom, and on the day of Pentecost, we became the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit breathed a sigh of relief. Ah, it's good to be home. No longer in a building made with hands but a building made by God. He's in us and he is at home in us. The third thing is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It happens for all believers today. It's available to all believers and it was only available to a few in the Old Testament. The church, in fact, the mystery is the church age. That's what we're talking about. And so the church was a mystery, not understood in the Old Testament and understood today in the New Testament. The body of Christ, which is another name for the church, the bride of Christ for another name for the body of Christ and the church are all brought out here is what the mystery includes. And the last thing is spiritual gifts available to all believers. Now I've named seven things, but there are a ton of other things found in the New Testament that really are just for the church age did not happen in the Old Testament and is happening today. And so the mystery does not include, let's talk about that, the death of Jesus. Why not? Because it was before the day of Pentecost and well-documented in the Old Testament. The ascension of Jesus, same thing, before the day of Pentecost and well-documented in the Old Testament. Psalm 110 verse one tells us, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. When did that happen? When Jesus ascended into heaven, all before the day of Pentecost, even if it was just hours before the day of Pentecost and the seating of Jesus Christ in heaven. God the Father said to his son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Again, Psalm 110 verse one. All these occurred before the church age, before the day of Pentecost, and like I said, are well documented in the Old Testament. All right, here's three more that are not included in the mystery. The tribulation. 
Why? Because it happens after the church is gone, after the rapture, and is probably well-documented in the Old Testament even more than the New. More is taught about the tribulation in the Old Testament than in the New. And next of all, the millennium. That's after the tribulation is over. Probably more teaching on the millennium in the Old Testament than there is in the New and the eternal state. That's after the thousand-year millennial reign is over and we move into the eternal state. No more physical bodies anymore, all resurrection bodies. And this occurs after the rapture, at the end of the church age. All these, including the eternal state, are well-documented in the Old Testament. So that's the beauty of it. That's what we're talking about here today in the fact that you and I live in the time period where the people of the Old Testament would love to be a part of this. Listen, I said in the last broadcast, Moses would probably trade all of his books that he wrote, Jeremiah, uh, you know, and others of the, that wrote in the Old Testament, Isaiah, and they'd probably trade their books in just to be one that got to be a part of the church and see the things that they saw only in, you know, not in visible form, but they saw just in mystery, just is a cloud. They saw it, but to see the revelation of it, they would love to see that today. And just as John the Baptist, Jesus said, of all that's ever been here, John the Baptist is the finest. You know why he is? He didn't even write a book. He got to see the one that Moses and the others wrote about. He got to stand there and see it. And he said, you're the greatest prophet that's ever lived. Well, here, we're on the other side of that. We live in a greater time called the day of the church age. See you when we come back after the break. Bible doctrines are easy to understand. They only seem difficult because they often come disguised as complicated or deep sounding concepts, but their explanations are simple. In Theology Simplified, Volume 2, Bob Yandian breaks down eight more foundational doctrines that will bring strength and stability to your Christian life. Twelve messages include the Bible doctrines of advocacy, the church, dispensations, the fall of man, the study of God, the judgments, faith for salvation, and unlimited atonement. These 12 episodes from the Student of the Word broadcasts are available as audio CDs, video DVDs, or both audio and video on a USB flash drive. To order Theology Simplified Volume 2, visit our website at bobyandian.com. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without the Word of God, our lives would be unstable and without direction. There would be no hope for believers or, for that matter, the entire world. In this seven-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian emphasizes and explains the vital necessity of the Word of God in the life of every believer. Sermon titles include A More Sure Word of Prophecy, The Inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's Reputation, The Wisdom of God's Word, the Merchandise of Wisdom, Wisdom, Riches, and Honor, and Jesus, Our Wisdom. To order Importance of the Word, go to bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and let's talk about the scriptures dealing with the rapture of the church. Controversial today, I know, but you know what? You can't study the New Testament without coming to the conclusion, especially in the epistles, that there is a rapture of the church, taking out the church before the tribulation begins. Now, I believe the tribulation is being set up all around us. We can look and see the different nations all establishing together. And as the Bible points out, this nation, that nation will be an enemy. This nation will be an enemy. This will portray itself as peace. And so there's certain nations doing that, portraying themselves as peace. And then there's Israel. Israel will still be there when the, when the whole tribulation's over. It's been there since time began, just about. I mean, it's mentioned in chapter 14 of Genesis and didn't even tell how it started. It's just, boom, it's there. Melchizedek was the king of Salem. Salem is another name for Jerusalem. And look at that. Israel was already there. Jerusalem was already there. We don't know where it began, how it began. And then we find out it goes all the way through history. Again, we find out this is where Jesus Christ will rule from. This is where Antichrist will try to rule from, all these things, but we know good and well it's going to happen because the Bible tells us, but all this called the tribulation cannot possibly kick off until the church is removed. Like I said, we see it being set up around us, but it can't function until we are gone. In fact, we're told in the book of Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians, that Antichrist cannot even reveal himself until we're gone. I mean, he's going to try his best, but he can't reveal himself. And once the church is gone, he can walk in and take his place. But let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 15, 51, because why? The rapture is part of the mystery, not taught in the Old Testament, not taught in the four gospels, but is taught in the New Testament epistles. And why is it part of the mystery? Because it is the last thing for the church age. Remember, the mystery or the church age begins on the day of Pentecost and ends at the rapture of the church. So, verse 51 through 53, 1 Corinthians 15, Behold, I show you a mystery. There's that word again. We will not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Not every Christian's going to die, but we're all going to be changed at the same time. How quickly will this occur? In a moment. The Greek word is atomo. The Greek word atomo means a t amount of time that cannot be further divided. You know, I remember years ago when I was a child, man, they had a watch come out and this watch would actually break down a second into a hundred different parts. So it would actually click, but it divided a second into a hundred parts. You say, well, can it possibly get any more? Oh yeah, we could divide it into a thousand, into a millionth, but is it possible to come down to such a small amount it cannot be further divided? That's what the Greek word means here where it says, we will not all sleep, we shall be changed in a moment. And the Greek word is atomo. If it's possible to divide time into the smallest amount that cannot be further divided, that's how quickly the rapture is going to occur. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, that's the last trump for the church age. For the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. There's even more taught about the rapture in the books of First and Second Thessalonians, and that's where it's mentioned about Antichrist can't reveal himself. A lot of other things are brought out about the rapture, but notice you don't find this in the Old Testament. You don't find this in the four Gospels. Now, Jesus did mention the rapture, but no teaching on it where he told his disciples, he said, I'm going to go to heaven and then I'm going to come back and receive you to myself. That is a reference to the rapture of the church, but absolutely no teaching on it. And I'm sure the disciples were nodding, just like when Jesus mentioned, I'll build my church. I'm sure they went, what's the church? 
They didn't know and they didn't ask any questions. When Jesus said this, they went, I haven't heard of that. He's gonna go then come back and get us. Yes, that's called the rapture of the church, but he didn't teach on it. There is no teaching on it. Again, like I said, there's been drops throughout the Old Testament, even in the four gospels, but there's no teaching on it until Jesus is taken out of the earth. The Holy Spirit comes, the day of Pentecost begins, and then there's gonna be a day when the church will be removed between those two time periods is the church age, but once the church is taken out of the way, then the tribulation will begin. In that time period, we will actually refer back, we'll go back to Jewish time for seven more years. Jewish time stopped at the cross. And there's still seven years left of Jewish time called Daniel's 70th week in chapter nine of the book of Daniel. And so there's one more called a week, seven years. And so those seven are looked at like a seven day week. And so there's seven more years left of Jewish time. And basically Jewish time came to a sudden stop. The church age has been inserted. Once the church is gone, God will go back to Jewish time for seven more years. And that's called the time of the tribulation. All that's found in Daniel chapter nine, Matthew 24 mentions it. There is Jesus is referring to this time period and mentions Daniel's 70th week. Look with me at Romans chapter 11. The mystery also includes Israel's partial blindness during the church age. And so it, Israel's not totally blind. It just simply means it's more difficult to get a Jew saved than a Gentile saved, but it's still available to them. Romans chapter 11 and verse 25 tells us that this is part of the mystery. And Paul says here in Romans eleven twenty-five, 25, I, I do not desire brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part, partial blindness has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and that will be the rapture of the church. When the rapture of the church occurs and the church is taken to heaven, this partial blindness is taken off of the nation of Israel and the first converts after the church is gone will be 144,000 Jews, 12,000 out of each of the 12 tribes who will give their lives to Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 21 and verse 24 says this, that this will happen during the time of the tribulation. They will fall by the edge of the sword. This is the Jews and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And so we have here again a reference to the mystery. It includes Israel's partial blindness, but also that the blindness will be lifted along with the church that's taken out of here. And it will be much easier at that time. And immediately 144,000 Jews will receive Jesus. First Corinthians chapter two and verse seven says this, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world to our glory. And it simply says that God has always known about the mystery. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were the only ones that knew the mystery was coming. Angels didn't know, demons didn't know. I imagine on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was given, you know, up until that time, Jesus Christ was this big, you know, thing opposing Satan. And he was probably so glad that Jesus was taken out of the way. A party broke out in hell. And then a couple of days later on the day of Pentecost, 
when the Holy Spirit was given, suddenly 120 Jesuses came walking down the stairs equipped with the same power, the same Holy Spirit, the same weapons that Jesus carried, laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, casting out devils. All these things were given to the church and suddenly Satan had to start pulling demons out of retirement. And since that time, the church has grown and grown and grown. And believe me, I think Satan himself will be happy when the rapture occurs to have us out of the way for a moment where he can get his guy in there, which is Antichrist. So again, the mystery was always known in the heart of God and was no surprise to him. Colossians chapter one, we find Paul's burden that's attached to the time period we call the church or the time of the mystery. In Colossians chapter one, take a look at verse 25 through 27, of which, that's the church, Paul said, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you. To fulfill, the Greek word here is pleroma, and it means to complete. It's given to me, Paul said, that is the time period of the dispensation of God. It's given to me to complete the word of God, even the mystery. What he's saying is there's a part of the word of God missing and it's up to me to complete it. And the, all the writings of Paul, Peter's included, James is included, but the main one here is Paul himself. And he said the part of the word of God that is missing and is up to me to fulfill and complete it is the mystery, which has been hidden from ages and generation, but now today is made manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen to this. Oh, don't you know the, the Jews of the Old Testament scratch their head at that? What do you mean? What, what do you mean here, Christ in you? What are you talking about here, a, a time period called the, the, you know, the mystery? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's a part of the word left to be fulfilled. Yes, it is. It's the New Testament epistles. That starts with Acts and goes all the way down to Revelation chapter three. In chapter four, we start getting into the tribulation. But in all these other ones, we're dealing with the time period called the church. The seven churches are mentioned in Revelation one through three. And now we have again here, the churches that were established in the days when Paul was out there preaching and Peter was out there preaching and so many things were happening all the way down to today where churches still exist and Jesus still means it. I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All hell has come against the church, but the church is still here and will be here until the time that Jesus Christ personally and supernaturally takes it out of the earth. What is God's intention for the dispensation of the mystery? Why? What's God's purpose in the whole thing? Ephesians chapter three, verses eight through 11, Paul explains it. To me, who am less than the least of all saints. God, what a position he took. I'm not only the least of all saints, I'm less than the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship. No, the Greek word here is koinonia. And it means the dispensation in this context is talking about to make all men see or understand what is the dispensation of 
the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, today in the church age, under the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be made known by or through the church the manifold wisdom of God according to his eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus was here personally standing against Satan, and Satan and hated him, despised him until finally he got him on a cross and Jesus died. And then 40 days after his resurrection, he ascended into heaven. Satan must have wiped his brow and said, whoa, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And then like I said, on the day of Pentecost, 120 Jesuses came walking down. What? No longer just apostles and prophets, just ordinary believers. And what Jesus had prophesied to them came to pass. I've given you authority over Satan. I've given you authority over demons. I've given you authority to raise the dead. And I've given you the authority that Jesus had to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now suddenly today, Satan is surrounded by thousands upon thousands upon millions of Jesuses around us carrying the same power, the same Holy Spirit, and the same authority that Jesus Christ had. What a great thing to understand. And Satan, you lose in the end and we win. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.